That's why my heart is filled with praise. You just can't love him until you praise him. My beloved, come with us now to the New Testament book of Romans. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. I want you to stand as you're able for the reading of God's holy word. And listen now for the word of the Lord. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Holy Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. And for this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you, you're not in the flesh. You're in the spirit. And since the spirit of God dwells in you, in anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God, you may be seated in the presence of God. And now I want you to pray with me. Lord, as I come before your people, please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. In thy sight, O oh Lord, for you are my strength and you are my 
Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. Put a smile on your face today. The topic of today's lesson is work it. Work it, work it. I can hear somebody saying, work what, pastor? Work it, work being a Christian. Work being a Christian, because being a Christian means we are consistently and always working to ignore our flesh and following the spirit of God that is in those of us who have joined the church of God. How many of you have found yourselves in situations where you, you know you fail God spiritually? You know you did. Situations where you can confess that your flesh just took over. When somebody lied on you at the office, and you walked up in his or her face, and, I, and you know what you did, you know what you said, you know the words that came out your mouth. That was the flesh. When your feelings were hurt and you were so mad that your blood pressure rose and you, and you started crying and saying all kind of things under your breath and out loud, uh, that was the flesh. When you found yourself in a situation when it would have been better to not say a word. Oh, zip, zip. And you found yourself talking too much. And then you regretted it later. That was, say it with me, the flesh. When you picked up the phone to tell somebody off and it escalated to nonsense, what was it? That was when you lied, when you spied, when you went there, when your body tensed up and your neck started moving, when your eyes turned red, when you got huffy and puffy and your heart started beating fast and you were in a rage, ready to fight. What was it? As the flesh. Oh, my beloved, we have a hard time with our flesh. Oh, all of us do. All of us do. All of us do. We live in two worlds, and we're always fighting contrasting realities. The law of the flesh and the law of the Holy Spirit. So we come today to learn of the higher law, higher, a higher law. The law of the Holy Spirit within us is a higher law. And if that higher law is ever set free, we can, we can live victoriously each and every day of our lives. Oh, oh, but it takes practice. It takes practice, lots of practice. You have to learn to work it. And so our lesson found in the letter of Paul the Apostle to the church at Rome 
something today that will help us work it. Rome will help us today to learn how to live spiritual lives. Romans is a book where Pastor Paul knew what he was talking about. This inward struggle with sin was as real to Paul then as it is to all of us today. Let's, let's just listen to, to the word this morning, Romans. There is, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Don't think that you're not different because you are Christian. Because you're a Christian, you ought to be. But let me tell you a poem written by a woman named Carol Weimer who who said something that just touched my, my heart and my mind is real. And the poem is, when I say I'm a Christian. When I say I'm a Christian, she says, I'm not shouting, I've been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. She said, I'm whispering. I get lost sometimes. That's why I chose this way. When I say I am a Christian, I don't speak with human pride. I'm confessing that I stumble, needing God to be my guide. When I say I'm a Christian, I'm not trying to be strong. I'm professing that I'm weak. And I pray for the strength to carry on. When I say I'm a Christian, I'm not bragging of success. I'm admitting that I failed and I can't even pay the debt. I'm a Christian. I don't think I know it all. I submit to my confusion, asking humbly to be taught. When I say I'm a Christian, oh, I'm not claiming to be perfect. My flaws are far too visible. But God believes that I'm worth it. When I say I'm a Christian, I still feel the sting of pain. I have my share of heartache when I which is why I seek God's name. When I say I'm a Christian, I don't wish to judge. I have no authority. I only know I'm loved. As a Christian, I know Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me. This poem says it all because the truth is this. Christians, Christians do make mistakes sometimes. And sometimes Christians do act up. And Christians do do the wrong thing and go down the wrong road sometimes. And Christians do just lose it sometimes. Christians do think unholy thoughts and are tempted by money and greed and sex, and yes, we still Christians. We're Christians who just need some tweaking. Christians who just need some work beginning with the word of God because there is hope for a Christian. 
that those who are not Christians just don't have available. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Oh, it's on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. That's why we come to church. See, people who don't come to church think they're perfect and don't need God. But those of us who come, we come because we need a Savior. We come to church to get worked on, to get healed, to get better, to learn how to be the best Christian. We can be, but we got to work it. So the Bible starts off in Romans 8, 1 through 4, reminding us that as Christians, we have something that other people do not have. We have Jesus. Now, the problem today is people think it's just easy being a Christian. It ain't easy. <laughs> being a Christian is easy to be cray-cray. It's easy to be worldly. The flesh makes it easy. But for God, when you say you are a Christian, you got to work it, work it, work it. So the Bible starts off in Romans 8 through 1, reminding us that as Christians, we have something that other people who are not Christians, we don't have. Even if they say they are, they're not. And many people say they're Christian, they Oh, they not. Listen to what God says to our accusers, those who talk about us and, and, and don't like us and lie on us. God says to our accusers who are really Christian, he says, not guilty. Let them alone. Let them alone. Let them go free. What would those words mean to you if you were on death row? Well, beloved, the fact is that the whole human race is on death row. Justly condemned for repeatedly breaking God's holy law. Without Jesus, we would have no hope at all. Oh, but thank God, he's declared us not guilty. And he's offered us freedom from sin and power within us to do God's will. The spirit of life is the Holy Spirit. The God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh, God was present at the creation of the world. He created it. The Holy Spirit was there. He created it. Behind the rebirth of every Christian, there is a feeling of the Holy Spirit. We need to live the Christian life. Somebody say amen. And say, work it. And then Romans tells us 7 through 9 that for this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. You know why? Because it can't. The flesh 
can't submit to God's law. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But on the other hand, spiritual Christians have purpose and meaning and joy, excitement. And, and we are self-critical. First thing a Christian ought to ask the Lord is, Lord, why am I here? What did you put me here to do? I want to do whatever you put me here to do. You know something when I do something, because we're self-critical. You, you know when I do something that I know is, is of my flesh rather than God's spirit? I don't feel right about it. I'm quick to say, forgive me, Lord. I remember calling the church one day to talk to somebody. I had said something, and I called, and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I just was, you know, I'm tired. I was, I'm, so, I'm so sorry for what I said. And they said, what would you say? <laughs> Lord, they're taking it that way. Pastor, what did you say? I said, oh, well, praise the Lord. He didn't fix it for me because I felt sorrow for what I did. You know something? I don't feel good when I act crazy. I don't like it. I'll beat myself up about it. And I'll certainly go to God in conversation and prayer and ask his forgiveness and his, and his help. Because if you are a spiritual Christian, you know when you've sinned and fallen short of God's will because the Holy Spirit living in you will not let you rest in peace until you get it right. Work it. Spiritual Christians have a conscience. And the more we want to be spiritual, the more we learn from our mistakes. So our lesson text teaches us that those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Daily, child of God, we must use the Bible to discover God's guidelines and we must then follow them. Listen to me now. Listen to me, beloved. This is what, this is what, this is what we working, we working for as spiritual Christians is to please the Lord. And so we want to program our minds to respond immediately with the word of God. You don't have to say it out loud, but you, you can know it's there. You can speak it to yourself in, in your mind. You know the word of God when something happens and our flesh wants to jump on it. A spiritual person would say, mm-mm, because vengeance is not mine, says the Lord. Spiritual people say, oh, not by might, not by power. Oh, but by your spirit, Lord, by your spirit. This battle's not mine, it's the Lord's. With God, all things are possible. Get over it. Spiritual people say, God told me that he will perfect that which concerns me. Stop worrying about it. They didn't wait on the Lord. Just wait on him. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not get weary. They shall run and not faint. Spiritual people say, be anxious for nothing. 
spiritual people say, you know what? I'm going to walk out this room. I ain't even thinking about y'all. Y'all getting on my nerves. And you know what? I'm not going to even do anything about it. Because if I learn to just hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles, victory shall be mine. Oh, Lord. Oh, help me, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Work it. Now continue with me. Look at this powerful word, beloved. Verse 9 says, but you, see the Lord keep talking to us, the church, but, but you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit of God who dwells within you. And it ain't no spirit that. It's the spirit who. Because the Holy Spirit is a person. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Jesus Christ does not belong to him. Wow. God is saying to us today, saying to us today in these troubling times, you know, one of the worst things we can do as Christians today is ignore how God is speaking to us. To, to ignore all the trauma going on in the whole wide world. To ignore the weather breaking all recorded history all over the world and even here in America. God is speaking. God is saying to us today, Look, you're not like everybody else. It's not like everybody else, and so we can't act like everybody else. We are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen people. We are a peculiar people, and, and we are called to a higher standard of living because we have help. We have help. Don't ignore the spirit of God that dwells in you. We have to learn to call out to God when we find ourselves in a situation that's attracting our flesh. Oh, yeah, we have to learn to call out to God when we find ourselves in a situation that is attracting our flesh. Oh, before we react, you know your flesh well enough now to know when it's going to try to do something that it shouldn't do. It wants to say something that it shouldn't say. It, it wants to think something that it shouldn't be thinking about. That's the flesh. The flesh. So when you're trying to get a little antsy, just say, help me, Lord. Help me. Even before you go see him, help me, Lord. Before you call him on the phone, help me. Help me, Lord. The word says, but you and I are not in the flesh. We are in the spirit. So when you joined the church, folks joined the church for all the wrong reasons. It's so sad. When you joined the church, you became a person who is in the world, but not 
of the world. You, you know what? When you pass some people, you need to remind them that it's to their benefit that you are a Christian. Because you know what? Behind this wall and all that, there is the flesh. There's, there's somebody that only God can control living right. Mm-hmm. You, you better be glad I'm saved. I don't do the things I used to do, but I am forgotten. Oh, Jesus, help me. You better be glad I'm saved. I'm, I'm glad I'm saved, too. I'm really glad I'm saved. Do you know that if some of you were not saved up in here, you'd be in jail, in prison, on the streets, dead, missing a limb? Yes, you would. Everybody ain't going to put up with you. Some of you would have AIDS, STDs, and a gun to your head if it were not for the Holy Spirit controlling your flesh. Somebody need to say amen. So I just praise God for stopping me. Ain't nobody but God that stops me sometimes. Oh, he stops me from doing some things that my flesh wanted to do. Because I couldn't have it done on my own. I'm just so glad I'm a Christian. Because the hurtful things done by the flesh. You know, the flesh, the flesh, the flesh is tricky. Uh, the herbal things that the flesh wants to do, they look good. They feel good, taste good, and smell good. And so this is what I say with my own life. Oh, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Ah, you can't tell me where I might be. Oh, if not for the grace of God. And finally, child of God, our lesson says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies. Also through his spirit that dwells in you. There is nothing and nobody like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. In other words, our identity in Christ Jesus is not how we're living, but who we are. If you don't have the Spirit of God living inside of you, you're not a Christian. Because it's not how you live in, it's who you, you are. With the Holy Spirit, I can praise him in and all situations because he lives within me. To a spiritual man or woman, it is to live a life full of spiritual power. Spiritual power. And let me just say this. I'm going to say it as slow and hard as I can. Spirituality refers to the whole self, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Spirituality refers to the way the whole self is positioned in relation to the spirit 
of God. Because let me tell you something, there's a lot of spirits out there now. But they're not holy. There's a lot of spirits. But they're not God. To be a spiritual man or woman is to live spiritually the power that only Jesus can give. Oh, Jesus' power will not make us exempt from troubles, no, and problems in our lives. Oh, no. But it will enable us to have a ready resource of power and strength that enables us to overcome. Overcome. Well, I'm working on it. I hope you're working on it too. I'm working on less of me and more of Jesus. Less of me and more of Jesus. Because a spiritual person is a new creature. In Christ Jesus. A new creature in Christ Jesus. I want to be a person. I don't get mad. I get glad. I don't, I don't get ugly. I get more holy. I don't get upset. I start to pray. I don't frown, I smile. I don't hold on to things I need to let go of. I let go and move on. The Bible told Jesus in his own hometown, when people just shake the dust from your feet and move on. Because if God is for me, who, who, who can be against me? Oh, I'm working. Songwriter says it like this. And we need to open our mouths and our hearts and start to say today, today, with all this going on today. I heard somebody say, I'm running after Jesus. I want to say, okay, but you have to understand, Jesus is not running from you. Jesus hasn't left us, but we have left Jesus. The Holy Spirit is still alive and well, but we don't really like it because we don't want anything controlling us that we can't control ourselves. Some folks scared of the Holy Ghost. It's ridiculous. How can you be afraid? of the very power that lives within you, that allows you to love your enemy, that allows you to keep on going when you can't take another step, that allows you to smile in the midst of pain. What we need to be saying as a Christian today, the truth is, we need Jesus. Songwriter says, I, I need you now. With all this trouble, God wants to be needed. God wants our attention. God wants our sincerity. I need you now, Lord, the world. We need you now. I don't 
don't care about the government. I don't care about politics. I don't care about gold and money and all fame. I, we need you now. We need you not another minute, not, a, not another day. But Lord, the truth of the matter is, we need you. Not another second, not another minute, not an hour or another day, but at this moment, with my arms outstretched, Lord, I need you to make a way as you done. So many times before, through a window or an open door, I stretch my hands to thee. Come rescue me. I need you right away. Oh, if I never needed you before. Show up and restore all of the things that I let slip while I was yet searching the world for more. You're my truest friend, I know indeed. You're my best friend, I have with people but God will take care of the people <laughs> most of all we need him to take care of, of us so that the God within us can meet the people oh bless me every Christian 
are right spirit within me. those of you watching there may be those of you in here you see if you're in the world you can't please God is it necessary to join the church it's the process yes. it's the initiation but they all finish when we do oh no the new life is just beginning it's just beginning because when Jesus comes to live inside of a person who calls themselves a Christian they become a new creature their desires change have a peace that passes all understanding they receive a joy These are serious times, beloved. A time when people have walked away from Jesus and the church of Jesus Christ and a time when those who have come to the church are playing church. We all need help today, Lord. Those of us God's church. Some Christians today are even thieves. They, they, they call God's church their church. Ain't your church. We've left too many people out of God's house. And so if you want to come, we would love to have you. Well, all I'm saying to you, world, is find a church. In these last and evil days, find a church. Why? Because the Bible says, forsake not the assembly of those who worship God. Be serious.
Jesus may return any day. Keep working it until he come. And be ready. This is the first Sunday. And in our denomination, we have communion on the first Sunday of every month. It varies in many denominations, but for us, this is the first Sunday of the month of March. And the one thing that God is asking us to do is to remember. Remember. Remember him who suffered and played and died because he So we invite you now to Holy Communion. The peace of the Lord always be with you. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so Jesus invites us, come to me. He says, come, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. He didn't say for your flesh, but for your soul. So we invite you now to spiritually unite with all of the members of Bacoma First United Methodist Church and with all the saints of the church in heaven and on earth and partake of the Lord's Supper that has been consecrated by me. According to the Gospel of Luke, when a risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he, he took bread, he blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And only then were their eyes opened and they recognized him. Let's remember and recognize him today. Let us pray the prayer that the Lord taught us to pray. Everybody. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all that is evil. But thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for 
ever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is the body of Jesus Christ. The bread of life broken for me and for you. Amen. This is the blood of Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation, shed for you and for me. Thank you, God, that through your word and this holy communion that you have given us your son, who is the true bread from heaven and food for eternal life. We lift up to you this day all those who are suffering, most of all those who don't know you and the pardoning of their sins. So strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let the church say, 